0: our teaching in the book of John. Now the last time we were here we were in chapter 4 dealing with Jesus's encounter with the Samaritan woman and as you recall it was in the plan of God that Jesus should go through Samaria and enter into this Samaritan village and meet this woman because we know according to customs the Jews and Samaritans did not have anything to do with one another And also, Jesus, as a Jewish rabbi, would not be speaking to a Samaritan woman, and even a woman in particular, at all in the public space. But nevertheless, Jesus broke through these customary norms of his time and did the will of God in that he brought the gospel, that is, He revealed that he was the Messiah to this unexpected woman who had such an immoral lifestyle. Now, this woman being so moved by what Jesus had done, that is when Jesus prophesied concerning her life and was speaking of the offer of life from himself. She was so moved that the woman, the Samaritan woman who had came to the well to draw water, left the water pots and went into the town and she herself began to, in a sense, evangelize the people of the town. The people were therefore stirred by what this woman was saying concerning the possibility of her talking to the Messiah, that they followed her to the well where Jesus was and they listened and believed in Jesus for themselves. So they requested to Jesus that he they'd asked him basically to stay with them for a couple of days. And Jesus listened. He heard their request and stayed with the Samaritans two days and continued to teach them. Now it was, we need to remember, Jesus was leaving from the point of Judea, the area of Judea coming from Jerusalem, going back to Galilee. So after the two day period, Jesus was on his way back to galilee to his own hometown where he himself said that a prophet was was without honor and without basically respect that is everyone else will receive the prophet except his own people so jesus kind of opened up the door to rejection that is once he gets among his own the jewish people there will be a significant difference okay let me back it up just a little bit when jesus was with the samaritan he basically did no signs and wonders but when he gets to his own people he will do many signs and wonders yet although he does do so many signs and wonders there will be so much difficulty in them believing in him. That is believing that he actually is the Messiah. What you basically see them is tolerating and even inviting the healer. That is, they were simply moved in their own pure self-interest for the moment and not for the desire of the kingdom or the king Himself, So they desired the healing and desire to see the signs and wonders, but ultimately, and we already know there was a rejection of Jesus. So this next section that we're going to get into at the end of chapter four is going to deal with that very issue. That is for the most part, a challenge to one particular man. Can you believe? Okay. So no further, uh, Info and, and, and covering the Samaritan woman, let's just simply move on to Jesus's healing of a nobleman's son and the challenge to his faith. John 4, 46. Therefore, he came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and was imploring him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Okay, so now Jesus has gone back into Cana of Galilee. And we remember it was Cana that Jesus performed one of his first signs. That is the turning of water into wine. So he is now there once again and so while he was there a particular royal official who he was we don't know uh but most likely he was a a Jewish royal official had heard that Jesus had basically returned so this lets us know that the popularity of Jesus had greatly increased at this time so that his whereabouts could be figured out or could be known, that is, could be known by other people. Jesus's popularity had truly grown because of what he was doing, that is, the signs and the wonders. So you want to keep that in the back of your mind while we work through this particular text, because here we come to a royal official who has a son very sick. And So therefore, the royal official has a need. He comes to Jesus with a need, and the need is to heal his son, who is almost at the point of death. Now, what we also need to remember is his son was sick in Capernaum. Now, Jesus was in Cana of Galilee. The man, the royal official, came from Capernaum. This will all prove important as we work through the text, but Capernaum is approximately 25 miles uh, north of Galilee, I believe it is, but 25 miles away from Galilee. So this ruler had walked 25 miles in order to meet Jesus. And when he actually met Jesus, he began to implore him. That is in a sense of pleading with Jesus to come with him and heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. Okay, so now that's that's key, to come with him and heal his son. And this is the issue that starts this whole voyage, if you'll let me say it this way, a voyage of faith. So now let's see what Jesus does. Watch how he responds to this ruler concerning to come down with him so that he can heal his son. No doubt the ruler was pretty much thinking that Jesus would come down, lay his hands on his son and heal his son. That's why he's asking Jesus, come down, come go with me to Capernaum. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into it. Verse number 48. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. The royal official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Now, let me just simply stop there and look at what's happening. It seems in Jesus response. Notice now, turn on the theater of your mind. Here, come, here's, here comes a man to Jesus. He has basically walked or ridden or whatever 25 miles to see Jesus to go get to go get him and bring him back to heal his son who is at the point of death. There is nothing new with Jesus healing people. Remember, ever since we saw Jesus at the first Passover, that is, his first Passover when he began his evangelistic ministry, ever since we saw Jesus during that time. He would always do signs and wonders. And remember the whole idea, concept of signs and wonders. It is not the fact of the miracle within itself, but what the miracle says about the one who does the miracle and his proclamation. So by Jesus doing these particular miracles, he is already stating he is the Messiah, the miracles, or should we even say the signs simply attest to his claim. He is who he claims to be. So nothing new about Jesus doing these particular signs and wonders, but we see something that seems somewhat coarse that comes from Jesus. Up until this point in our study of John, Jesus has for the most part, been pretty mild. But notice his response to this ruler. It almost seems as a stern rebuke. Notice what he says to him. The man is saying, please Jesus, come with me. My son is about to die. And notice how Jesus, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now, what brings such, somewhat it almost appears, rebuke from Jesus. Why is he so tough on this particular guy when all the man wants to do is get Jesus to come heal his son? Something Jesus has done all the time. What you have to understand is Jesus is not necessarily rebuking the man. Now it's, it comes off as if it is a rebuke, but it's not necessarily a rebuke. What Jesus is doing is challenging the man. Remember, we always see, even in the writings of Paul, how the Jews seek after a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we're not gonna get into all that point but the whole principle nature of what he is saying is the Jews constantly needed a sign to prove a sign from Jesus to prove that he was the Messiah. And you can see that all throughout the gospel without me going to state specific events, but they would always say, show us a sign, show us a sign, show us a sign, which simply means do a miraculous work. The idea behind this is if you do a miraculous work, we will believe. But if you've been watching me in this study of the book of John, that's the one thing that Jesus knew. Number one, he knew the heart of a man. Jesus also knew whether or not faith was genuine. And then the third thing, signs and wonders rarely create true, genuine, saving faith. Usually they do not. And Jesus was always a bit tepid about this idea of signs and wonders and genuine faith. But anyway, so here we are. Jesus has now spoken kind of a little grievously to the man. Except you people see signs and wonders. You will not believe. And the man still begging Jesus, please, sir, just come, just come, just come. Jesus is challenging him. Can you believe in me? Can you believe my word without seeing a sign from me? Can you believe? Can you believe that I can heal your son from a distance? And this is the setup that we're about to face here. Jesus is pushing the man to believe without seeing a sign believe in him. Because if you believe in Jesus word, ultimately it will bring about, it should bring about faith in Jesus himself. But anyway, so now let's go get back to the text because this is a short lesson today. So the man was still insistent that Jesus should come with him before the child dies. He had a situation that had to be dealt with immediately. Now verse 50, Jesus second response to the man. Jesus said to him, go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and started off. Okay. A little more. And as he was now going down, his slaves met him saying that his son was living. So he inquired of them the hour when he began to get better. Then they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So let me just stop right there. So now Jesus responds to the man. Remember, the man's desire was to get Jesus to come to Capernaum, no doubt, lay hands on his son and heal him. And he was quite insistent about Jesus coming with him. And Jesus was also quite insistent that he would not. That the man should have faith in him by his word alone. So Jesus' ultimate test is to this father, and you have to understand, no doubt he had exhausted all of his money. Remember, he was a ruler. So therefore, he was a man of means he had exhausted his money he had exhausted the physicians help they couldn't help him he knew of no other help but Jesus and if Jesus did not come in the man's mind if Jesus did not come then his child would die so he is really at a strong crossroads Will you believe Jesus at his word and simply saying, go your way and Jesus does not come? Or will you continue to insist in unbelief that Jesus should come down to your son? So what happened? Jesus told him, go, your son lives. And the man believed the word of Jesus and he went On his way. Notice he believed. He believed what Jesus said about the son's healing and he started on his way. Now, remember what I told you guys about what was so important about Capernaum and the distance between Cana of Galilee and Capernaum being roughly about 25 miles. So that man had to travel some distance, whether by horse or whether by walking or whatever, it was still some distance. Can you imagine that every step he took, he was thinking to himself, I wonder is my son really healed? Why? Because if I get back there without Jesus there to lay hands on him, it will be too late. He was already at the point of death when I left, when I came to Jesus. Now, if I actually go back and don't have Jesus and he is not healed, My son will be dead. So he gave that man ample opportunity to turn back around. And that I like. Let me tell you why I like that. The same thing you see in the book of Genesis in the testing of Abraham when God told Abraham to take his son, his only son, that is the unique son, Isaac, and offer him up at a place that God would show him. It took significant time for Abraham to make it to that point on the mountain, which meant He had every ample opportunity to consider what he is doing and change his mind and say to himself, no, I can't go through that. I am not going to sacrifice my son. But guess what Abraham did? He passed his test in the same way we see this ruler passing his own test. He had plenty of time to change his mind, but he set his faith in the words of Jesus and he walked step by step till he came to his son. And what did he find out? I don't know whether I read it or not. So as he was coming out, his slaves, his servants, his household servants came out to meet him, telling him that the ch- the child is now all better. And so the man began to ask him, he knew what had happened. He knew that the word of Jesus was true. So he asked him, tell me something, About what time did he begin to get better? And they said to him, the fever started leaving him about, what was that? About the seventh hour, which is about 1 p.m. Jewish time. Seventh hour, Roman time, 1 p.m. Jewish time. And it was there and then that the official knew when Jesus spoke that word to him, your son lives that it was at that very moment that Jesus healed him without having to be there. Now let me read these final points and then we'll go this again. So the father knew that it was at that hour, verse 53 in which Jesus said to him and your son lives and he himself believed and his whole household. This again, a second sign that Jesus performed when he had come out of Judah into Galilee. So notice, we ended with a wonderful note. It was at that very time when the son was healed, the man knew that Jesus spoke those words of healing. This caused not only a healing in the body of the boy, in the body of his son, this also caused a transformation in the heart of the man. And notice what the result was. That man believed as well as his whole household. They believed in Jesus. They believed that Jesus indeed was the coming Messiah. Now, the idea of all of this was the challenge. I don't want to say it in a simple way was accepted, but basically it was a challenge to the man's faith. And this man, by the grace of God, we always know it is always by the grace of God This man, by the grace of God, stepped up to, and I'm saying it this way, guys, but he stepped up to the challenge and he believed without seeing. Remember the whole thing that Jesus kept saying, you people, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. He was saying to the man, can you believe without seeing signs and wonders? And the man's answer was, yes, I believe. And this ended up being the second great miracle that Jesus did in that area. So let me finish it saying it this way. I like this because it is such a tender thing. Even for us today, we don't always see the signs and the wonders. We don't always see the miraculous things taking place. But what we do have is what Peter said that we have. Let me tell you what Peter said. Peter said, yes, we were in the mountain of God. And yes, we bared witness to the things that Jesus had spoken and the things that happened to Jesus. What things are you talking about, Peter? We saw his transformation. We were there when Moses and Elijah appeared. He said, but you know what though? Even though we saw and witnessed all of these miraculous things that Jesus did, we have something even more sure than that. And that is the word of God. Even though we today, we don't see all of the signs and the wonders. That's that was in an age before us. And that's also in an age that will follow us once again. No, don't confuse it. Signs and wonders will return. And and you'll see that in what is it? Revelation chapter 11 with the two witnesses. But it's not for us at this time. What I challenge you, what the Lord is challenging you in your faith is, can you believe without seeing them? Can you be like this rich, this ruler and say, Lord, I believe even though I've seen no signs and wonders, but because you said it, or can I even say it this way, because your word says it, I believe. All right guys, (laughs) I do too, I believe. Sometimes it can be challenging to our faith, but we believe. Thanks for joining me in that very short lesson guys, as we wrap up chapter four in dealing with the Samaritan woman and the Samaritans who were able to believe without a sign. And then we also see now there was a particular Jewish man who was able to believe without a sign and God confirmed his faith. So join me next time as we move into chapter five and we get into some wonderful theological discussions that deals with Jesus's challenging. Uh, No, 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 no. Let me back back that up. That deals with Jesus's interaction in healing a man and how healing the man brought controversy. And this controversy led to a declaration of Jesus. Once again, dealing with the principal reason (laughs) why John wrote his gospel that is Jesus is God. So join me at that time. And remember guys, always do your best if these videos are a blessing to you. If God enables you, touches your heart, support the ministry. So look in the description, there's always a link there to teach you how you can be a blessing to this ministry and how we can continue to bring these lessons to you. All right guys, see you next time.